You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself for the next couple of hours talking sports with you, localizing it whenever we can. And it's that time of year again where we can and we will. Uh, coming up on the program today, Zubin Mahente, ESPN out in Bristol. Of course, Zubin spent a good portion of his career working right here in central Iowa, WOI. Zubin joins us. Mitch Holtis will stop by. And it's a Tuesday, which means there's another installment of the Hawkeye swarm with dr stephen fuller and trent condon today opining this is your last look at basketball last look back at basketball before you guys go football heavy yes yeah one more basketball from our summer conversations next week and other football and also next week we gotta gotta make our official predictions don't we we? do i'm guessing doc fuller's probably 11 and 1 Eleven and one. Yeah, I don't think he'll go twelve and zero, but my guess right, is right. eleven. And give one. him a little wiggle room. A little, a little bit of wiggle room. And if they go twelve and zero, we can give him a hard time about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, you, you didn't doc. even anticipate they'd go yeah, twelve. I thought you were a fan. <laughs> um, so lots to get to. Uh, last night, Trent, it was um, it was okay night in sports. It's always difficult in the summer when the Cubs don't play mm-hmm. because you can usually uh, find something in that game that you want to opine about. But I think we should probably start with. Well, where do you want to start? I mean, we saw the Big Ten Network. Let's start there with the Big Ten Network and, right. the, and really the service that they provide as they go uh, make their way across the Big Ten footprint and spend a day at every single one of the schools and uh, chronicle their football practice. Uh, you know, a number of takeaways from it. A, it was great to see some actually uh, and to be able to glean some knowledge and, and hear from you know guys that would be able to uh, convey that knowledge in Phil Parker and Brian Ferentz and, of course, Kirk Ferentz. Uh, we listened to Noel Fant speak yesterday. Who else? I think, was he the only player? Um, I think. No, there was no, 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 because Parker Hesse oh, yeah. and, um, oh, one other. Anyways, one one of the corners was Bar- Parker Hesse and one other were part of it. Um, it was Ojemudia, was it? Oh, Jim Moody? I yeah. think it was. Anyways, so it was, um, you know, it, it was good to watch football. They practiced in the pouring rain. Um, Nate Stanley looked good, I'll tell you, and, and we've known this, but just Amani Jones, they are so high, and, and he is going to train. He's got a lot of pressure on him, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think he really and truly does, because I think most people that were there of the Big Ten crew came away with the same, and there's not a lot of depth in the secondary. They are as solid up front as anybody in college football, not named Clemson, perhaps, right? Um, because they've got so much depth at Clemson, but Iowa, on the other hand, has got a ton of depth, too. Linebackers, we know three new guys, but Armani Jones, back to my original point, a lot of pressure on him, huge shoes to fill. Maybe the silver lining in this is, after all, he was uh, kind of uh, stuck behind an NFL middle linebacker last year in Josie Jewell, who was all everything in the conference. Well, and remember that Jones played as a true freshman. I do remember that. He was out there, now he was running out on special teams, that was really his job the last couple of years. And this kind of leads to the point that, that we've talked about going really back to spring football about the linebackers. I'm, I was never overly concerned. There's going to be a drop down. There's going to be mistakes that are made. Mm-hmm. But to me, this is so much different than the last time they went through this five years ago mm-hmm. when it was three NFL linebackers. Yes. Right. Hitchens, Morris and Christian Kirksey, Kirksey yeah. moved on. Well, you're replacing them with young guys. It was a walk on 
redshirt freshman, Bo Bauer. Mm-hmm. It was Josie Jewell, a kid mm-hmm. that his biggest offer was Luther. Mm-hmm. Those and these guys were incredibly young. And those, and those guys all ended up, by the way, being NFL linebackers like the like the predecessors. Now Bo Bauer's still in camp, right? I have yeah, not seen. Yeah. Well, they don't have to release until in final cutdown. There's only one cutdown now in the NFL. Do you like that? Well, as a fan, maybe not. I think the coaching staff likes it, yeah. and, and the general managers and like it. It's more it. fair, I think, for the players. I think so too. Although, you know, if you do lose your spot and you're not going to be able to beat out a veteran, or you're a veteran that's going to lose their spot, I, I thought the Vikings did a solid to Kai Forbath yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they cut him, but B, they gave him a couple of weeks to, you know, to find another team. So if you're a player, when would you rather get cut? Right at the end, or would you rather get that two weeks? You put some stuff on tape. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other. But Bauer, I mean, all those guys, they were early in their career. This is different. Monty Jones has been running down uh-huh. on special teams for two years now. Right. He knows what he needs to do out there. Nick Neiman, he's been out there. And that speaking of linebackers, I think it's very interesting. We know two of the three. Yes. Neiman mm-hmm. will play mm-hmm. at either the outside spot or the will spot. Same body type as his brother, by the way. Yes. Really. Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> But in a way that, because Ben Neiman was so good on that outside spot, we've talked about this before, Ken, it is an incredibly difficult thing mm-hmm. for a linebacker to play that position at Iowa. Mm-hmm. They put a lot on those kids. And look what it, look how it's showing at the pro rank. Yes. Ben Neiman is going to make the 53-man roster Christian, in Kansas City. Christian Kirksey is one of the top 20 linebackers in the game. I certainly really talented, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. That's, I thought he was the best of the three coming out of college. And they we both put, felt that way. They put a lot on those yeah. guys. So maybe it is concerning that it's just, all right, our outside spot, Nick's going to take over for his brother, Ben Neiman. Apparently it was Hooker. I was just told it was Hooker that was with uh, um, Parker Hesse on this oh, gotcha. set. So thank you for that. And uh, But they're they're kind of mixing around. It's maybe Barrington Wade at one spot. And if that happens, then Neiman's going to have to go inside or they're going the other way. This much fluidity to that, even though you know two guys, you don't know exactly kind of how it's going to be. I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit more concerned now than I initially was about the linebackers, but not overly concerned. I still think there are bigger questions about this Iowa team, but to your original point about Amani. So do you feel really good about one of the three? Well, I feel good about those two guys. I just, I don't like the tinkering with Neiman. Mm-hmm. If he is going to be that outside Plug him spot, in there and leave Because there. it is so difficult, uh-huh. just let him do that. And develop there. Find your will guy who's the other, the other inside linebacker mm-hmm. in the Iowa scheme. Find that guy and go that route. That's that's the concern as I look at it here today. But you got a defensive line, and Phil Parker talked about it today. He said this is as good as they've had. I mean, in terms of depth mm-hmm. and talent, mm-hmm. and A.J. Epinesa now a sophomore, and of course we know Parker Hesse, as you talked about. This is a really good defensive line. It's going to be a little shorthanded week one. <laughs> That's true. No Lattimore, right? no Brady Rifu continues to show up. He did, and he showed up in the uh, telecast yesterday, too. Yes. I'm not sure if you saw it. He did a couple yes. of times. He looked good yesterday. Light bulb went on. And and by the sounds of things, Iowa yeah. needs these stories. Ken, go back to 2050. Go back to every good Iowa season. There are these stories that emerge, usually seniors, sometimes juniors, though, that and Brady Rafe was a guy. But may, maybe they waited their turn, or maybe yeah. they were slow developing, but you're right. They seem to have one of those guys that gets to that point in their career, and boom, they arrive. My favorite of all time, Ramona Choa. Ramona Choa. You need to go back to 2003. Those kind of stories have to emerge, yeah. though. When you're a developmental program like Iowa, 
you need those stories. Maybe Brady Reef is the next one of these stories that. Well, if yesterday's Indian indication <laughs> certainly looked like it. And Kids Day, they they were saying the same thing. Were they? I mean, he's just he's all over the place. You know what? I took away another one of the, my takeaways uh, from from yesterday. Well, a couple of them. Uh, Ivory Kelly Martin looks like he is the guy. Yeah. And Brian Ferentz referred to him this morning as a four down running back. But my takeaway from yesterday, and, and I don't know if this was DiNardo just, you know, he's in Iowa, he's going to say this, or maybe he said it the day before when he was in Lincoln because they were in Lincoln on Sunday. Not willing to anoint Wisconsin as the be-all, end-all in the Big Ten West. Doesn't think that the separation is as, as great as a lot of prognosticators feel that it is at this point. So if the Big Ten West, I mean, if DiNardo's right, because I thought it was going to be a foregone conclusion that everybody was playing for second place. I really did. I thought Wisconsin was, and I know I joke about the uh, the Peyton Manning you know <laughs> passing camp winner, uh, but I like the kid. But I, you know that just and, and that that aside, Wisconsin's got a ton of talent. But if Denardo's right that this is is this is more wide open than maybe we thought, game on, right? Absolutely, that defense is being rebuilt and. They've been able to plug and play now for, what, five straight seasons with the 3-4. When, I remember when Gary Anderson first brought the 3-4 to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I laughed. Mm-hmm. I, I said, this is stupid. Yeah, this isn't going to work in the Big Ten. And the Big Ten West is, is evolving that way. There's no way this is going to work. You can't get athletic enough linebackers at Wisconsin to run this If you're playing a 3-4, that's what you need. You, you're not going to be able to find a nose tackle to run this game. Right. Of course, they they found those guys. And yeah, they probably, like a moron. probably brought an offensive lineman over and plugged him in yes. as a nose tackle. Well, and when he got Sagapolo over there, Oof. that kid is a ridiculous Immovable. athlete. Immovable. 320 pounds. You ever, there was a video last summer of him doing a flip on the beach, doing a flip, standing flip. In sand. 320 pounds. Yeah. That's an athlete. That's an athlete. That's a different kind of athlete right there. They've obviously been able to make it work. And another thing I, I wanted to mention how many times have we brought up throughout the summer? Iowa trying to solve the 3-4 of Wisconsin. It's not just Iowa, though. I, I think sometimes we, we paint this picture that it's... They're uh, the only ones? <laughs> this team has finished the last four years mm-hmm. in the top five nationally in total I defense. I know they have. This is everybody mm-hmm. has the problem mm-hmm. with the 3-4 defense. And if there is that step back this year, if they're not at that level, you're going to have to score to beat Wisconsin. Iowa is not going to be able to beat, able to beat them 10-6 to 6 this year. No, 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 because Wisconsin, they might have the best running back in the country. They might have the best overall offensive line in the country. They bring back everybody. Four of those guys were all Big Ten last I know, year. and they're all back. And they're all back. Right. You know what I'd love to see in practice? Wisconsin offensive line. Clemson's defensive line. Oh, well, you know, but we'll see it. We'll see it in September because Iowa's got a damn good defensive line too. That's going to be a hell of a fight, is what that, yes. that's going to be. Let's move on. We'll save our more Iowa conversation. I want to get to Monday Night Football last night because it's such a staple. You know, Trent. Honest to God, um, listening to Testator and Witten and Booger, that to me, I think people. If if the calendar flips to October and Maction. This is a, this is a crew that should be in Akron, you know, doing the zips. This isn't a Monday night football crew. Monday night football used to mean, and I, I want to get this out of the way now because I don't want to talk to Zubin about this. Look, Zubin's not going to throw one of his colleagues under the bus, right. and we won't right. ask them to do that. I mean, Zubin, 52 weeks a year on our program, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Why would we piss off the suits because we might get Zubin to agree with us, yeah. right? I don't want to do that. I have too much respect for Zubin Mandate. Trent, they're bad. 
Now, in Witten's defense, I think he's the weakest link. Oh, there's no doubt. Right? Yeah. And it's it probably was unfair of him. Because don't forget, do you remember when he retired? The day before the draft. Yes. Yeah. Right? The day before the draft, he told the Cowboys, I'm out. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> Uh, but but nonetheless, so very quickly after that, they you know announced that he's the Monday Night Football guy. Like Tony Romo, they caught lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Not every former NFL player is qualified to walk off the field and put a headset on and be Tony Romo. Do you remember when Joe Montana? He was god awful. Trent went to NBC. I do, and he was. Terrible. Right. And he had personnel. You figure, oh, mm-hmm. it just it didn't work. As good a quarterback as there ever is is going to play the game. This guy's going to be a natural. He'll be a star. Right. This is easy. Look at NBC. Oh, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. He wasn't good. No, he's terrible. And it was very quickly that uh, he was replaced, and you don't see him doing that anymore. Nope. I mean, he learned, too, that this mm-hmm. is harder than I thought it was going to be. Jason Witten is a very nice guy. You I'm can sure tell he that. is. I, yeah. I'm, I, that comes across. He, he's a nice uh-huh. guy. But that job... A tight end, yes, he played for America's team, uh-huh. self-proclaimed. America's team, he doesn't, d- does my my mom know who Jason Witten is? No. She knows who Tony Romo is, sure. though. Jason Witten, yeah. this is Monday Night Football. This is an event. This is stars, and they're trying to bring that back. And this was not the route to do it, though. No, I'll tell you what. Uh, look, at you know how I felt about John Gruden. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Gruden fan in the booth. Not really, not as much on the sideline. He's a Raider. Um, but... <laughs> It, it and Sean McDonough, maybe there was chemistry issues there. A lot of people felt that they heard that through their TV set. I wasn't one of them. Maybe it was just Gruden. That honestly, I could listen to Gruden read the phone book, and, I, and I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. And I'd be. I'd be into it. I wouldn't flip the channel. Um, but this crew last night. Now I thought Witten got better. Believe it or not, as the game went on, I thought he was better in the second half than he was in the first half. But Trent. This is an institution in television sports. Yes. I mean, Monday Night Football was king in the 70s. You it was you had to be stop whatever you're doing if bowling night was Monday, get a, a different league because you can't watch you got to be in front of your TV, right? When Cosell and Dandy Don and Frank Gifford and down the line Al Michaels and mm-hmm. I mean, who the guys that have sat in that chair and for this trio to take that high-profile spot right now, it's unfair to them, and it's unfair to the audience. So is this, you're calling it right now, this is a one-year experiment, and we'll see. Honestly, Trent, if I'm ESPN, I'm trying to get out of it. now. They're Whoa. trying to fix the helmet rule Yeah, to, today or tomorrow. Yep. They're trying to tweak it. Look, I know two broadcasts is probably not enough for them to decide that maybe we need to go in a different direction, but... I don't know what they can do. It's awful. Who do you invest in? If if you're ESPN and you want to make a splash, you know I'm a long a big time proponent of Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. Yeah. Who's the play by play guy? Who's the guy either because it has well, to I, be I liked McDonough. Yeah. I, mean, I thought he was good too. I did Him hear and what Spielman you did. were a great college team. I mean great college Why team. Why don't you make them Monday night? T- I guess Spielman probably doesn't have a big Spielman's enough name. Spielman's at Fox. Oh, that's right. He's doing yeah. NFL. Yeah, last year. And you year know how far moved... down the totem pole he is? Yeah, he's like, he's number... like a three or four. Yes, which is amazing. He's too good for to be that, right? Yes, he is excellent mm-hmm. as an analyst. Uh, he's doing a lot of Tampa Bay Buccaneer games. 
Oh, really? Well, I'm sure. I mean, you know, that's yeah, how yeah, far the, down you go, right? Do the Don new- Cricky and... <laughs> <laughs> that was back in the day. All right, we go out to Denver. Well, Here's the Chargers and the Denver. Right. Um, yeah. Late NBC game back in the day. He uh, Is there a play-by-play guy on the roster that makes sense at know. ESPN? Well, I, was, I, I think the answer probably would be no, because I would have hoped that ESPN would have identified him and named him before they went to Testator. Joe Testator is a college announcer on Friday nights. Yeah. He's a little niche. Yeah. He's got his boxing thing and he's got his Italian thing. And he's and he, good. He's good at boxing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The McFarland thing. I, and I was so hopeful that they wouldn't go down the same route that they did when we first saw this with Tony Saragusa. Yeah. Like, don't do this. Right. Don't. He comes in, he says something stupid, and that's it. And that's that's <laughs> all. Because Booker McFarlane mm-hmm. is good as That was uh, Moose Saragusa and uh, Kenny Albert. Was yeah, that the team? I yeah, I think so. I think it was too. That sounds right. It. it but they went right there, and he, yeah. he throws in a little quip, and he tries to be funny sometimes, and it just it doesn't work. No. It doesn't work having a guy, and they got him in a stupid crane. It's just enough. No, that was bad. Now, we probably should talk a little bit about the game because I wanted to you know, get a good look at Andrew Luck. Yep. And again, one game and uh, one, one half or whatever it was. We got was an in. extended look. I more than I anticipated. I, I'm with you, and I think it was probably predicated on the fact that we got to get him out of the game after he feels good about doing something, because mm-hmm. the, the start was not good at all. I don't know. I don't think that there's a ton of talent on the, on this team. You know what? I did notice. I found myself watching more than maybe the quarterback, Quentin Nelson. <laughs> what a mauler, Trent! I mean, this is a plug him in and let him play left guard for 12 years. Yep. That's all you need. And he went six overall, right? Broncos took Chubb at five. I think Nelson was the next off the board. It's, if he was, right. he certainly was in the top eight. Yes. Isn't it nice to get a guy like that? Don't try to make him into a tackle. Don't fall into the trap but that the Raiders did with Gallery. I agree with you, but it's the fan base. I mean, yeah. You took a freaking guard. <laughs> well, when you first brought that up with the Bears, what was I saying to you? I know. I know. A guard? Yeah. <laughs> but it's tough to sell an offensive it lineman is. other than a left tackle. And then you see him, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. And you hear Red's good fans because they didn't like it with Brandon. No, I know he can't play tackle. Right now they watch him. Oh yeah, he's really good. No. This is pretty nice. We don't have to worry about this for ten years. Indeed he is. Uh, Zuba Mahente. We don't have to worry about him being on time, do we? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll catch up with Zubin. Uh, you pointed this out to me yesterday because I don't know. Maybe I'd seen it. And it never dawned on me that the crawl is new at ESPN. Yeah, I like it. I'm for, in. Normally. Remember when the last time they changed ESPN.com? Uh, yeah, yeah. Thumbs down. <laughs> right. Right. It takes a while usually to acclimate to mm-hmm. change. We're getting and old. And maybe it's the Monday night crew. Maybe I'll come around and yes, we're getting old. <laughs> but for the first time in something kind of sports related that was a big change, something that's kind of part of your everyday you know, viewing habits, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't jarring right away. Nope. It Kind of smooth, looks good, tons of information. Well, well, Trent, I don't know how long they've been doing it, and but until you pointed it out yesterday afternoon, I didn't even notice. Oh, really? Right. Because it happened the week previous. See, I didn't so even notice. you had notice. for a week. I didn't know. That's a good thing. That is a good, good thing. Good work, ESPN. Absolutely. Uh, real real quick on the baseball. Um, Brewers win, Cardinals win. Race is on. And Kenley Jansen comes back and did yeah, not Not good. Look they good. give up two home runs. Carpenter got him. Uh, Yurko, I think, also got him in the ninth inning. I watched probably, I don't know, five or six innings. Gomper pitched the lefty for the Cardinals. I yeah, like him. He, uh, I was impressed by that. I, mean, he I had a bases loaded, nobody out jamming yes. the first inning. I hadn't seen him pitch much before. I hadn't seen him at all. 
And yeah, I was the same way as you. Walked away impressed, Cardinals. The devil magic. Oh, boy. Sprinkling it out there. Indeed. And this is Carpenter, be... you know how bad he was in April? He looked Lower like his he, numbers. Certainly well under 200. And, and and the power wasn't there until May. Is that it? Maybe little, a couple of home runs? A little pop, but that's it. I and mean, now what's he got? 34, 35, 36 maybe? Something like that? You know, we've talked a lot of Javi Baez MVP. Yes, good point. Matt Carpenter. Yes, good point. Need to get in there. The, you know, we have a Cardinal bias on this program. And just a little bit. We do, don't we? <laughs> I mean, they and they are... Probably number two in the they market. Are. Yeah, it's just I just can't get into him. Anyways, hater last night Oof. That blew is, them away. When he is on, there isn't a pitcher I would rather have at his best out of a bullpen mm-hmm. than him. I don't think. And pitched two innings for the Brew Crew last night. Yeah, it was more than one inning. Uh, we'll come back. We're going to talk to Zubin Mahente. Mitch Holtis is here. It's a Tuesday. Another Hawkeye Swarm. Trent and Doctor Fuller are going to discuss. 1998-99 Iowa Hoops. It's their final Hoops look back of the summer. After all, the summer comes to an end. Next week, we've got games. Trent and I till 2. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. High school football each and every Friday night right here on your home for high school sports. 1700 KBGG. Friday night starting at 7 o'clock. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who lift each other up and make a difference. Who get out there, take action. Every step, every dollar, every voice matters. Join us in the fight against breast cancer and be a hero. Get registered today for the Susan G. Komen Des Moines Race for the Cure on October 27th and help us provide life-saving research and breast health services to women in our community. Visit ComenGreaterIowa.org slash DMRace to get registered today. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Rufa Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Don't waste away the last days of summer in a car you hate. Join my flip-flop revolution today. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. I'm on a mission to help everyone kick back in a car they love. I'll help you flip out of your current car and flop into a nicer, newer one by paying up to $4,679 more than appraised value for your trade. Relax in a ride you'll love. My one and only for the people credit approval process is easy breezy. My team is the best there is, and we know how to get you approved, even if you've been turned down before. Don't waste away the last days of summer. Be part of my flip-flop. Flop Revolution. I'll pay up to $4,679 more for
for your trade. And you can flip out of your old car and flop into a nicer, newer car today. But hurry, the revolution ends August 31st or after we flip-flop 82 cars. I'm Joe Clemens, and I'm a dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com. ApprovedByJoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself take you till 2 o'clock today. Well, it's the same every day. Uh, Mitch Holtis will be here in the 1 o'clock hour. Hawkeye Swarm coming up at about one twenty-five. Doc Fuller and Trent Condon have that. Zubin Mahente, ESPN, joins us. Zubin, we're getting close, my friend. How are you, Zubin Mahente? Doing great. I was actually earlier today on a... It's never fun to be on a two-hour conference call, mm. believe me. I'm sure Torture. you guys have been on that for sales and stuff. Yeah. But today we did a two-hour conference call for college football, and there's some really interesting things we got in the hopper that your listeners may be, aware, uh, may be interested in. We're going to be debuting something called the Playoff Predictor, and that's going to be really interesting. That's going to basically be taking into account a team's chances to make the playoff, not just after every week, but it'll be predictive. So if you're 5-0 and and you're at the very, I don't know, top five of the college football playoff rankings, Um, But your next three games or four games are brutal. Um, We're going to make it predictive. So I think a lot of times you look at the playoff rankings and, you know, Kirby Hokut and the committee can only say, 
at this particular point, well, what do you want? They're nine and zero. We got to put them in one, two, three, or four. Right. We're going to look at a team that's nine and zero and say, well, you know what? They're kind of in the easier division of a hard conference, and they still got a conference title game. And this other team can be kind of tough at home, and they're going to have to go to Iowa City at night or whatever it is. Um, so they're going to roll that out here pretty soon. And I'm not a huge numbers guy, but um, that seemed like something that your your listeners would be really. Uh, excited about so uh, look out for that it's called the playoff predictor that's on the way so so Zubin help me out with this do uh, power rankings or point spreads factor into this when it comes to upcoming games as you mentioned you know strength of schedule you know you're playing a tough opponent coming up do those things factor into the numbers that went into this endeavor everything is factored in so I am not a huge gambler like you guys are so for example somebody asked sicker than I am (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, you only have a second job that entails you going to Vegas. Right. You're right. You're not that big. No, no, right, no, right. right. No, um, <laughs> no um, but I would certainly say in a three-horse race in terms of gambling, I would come in third. Okay, you guys. fair, but fair what enough. What I found fascinating, right, fair enough. So what I was saying, and uh, we were just discussing, you know, the, the odds of uh, Ohio State getting to the playoffs. So someone said, and this is, this is sort of germane to what you were asking, Ken. Somebody said, okay, well, you know, Clemson's got the easiest path. Are they better than Alabama? No, but Alabama's got to get through Auburn and LSU and possibly Georgia or uh, in the conference title game, whereas Clemson, obviously, with Florida State, probably being in his weakest position as they've been here in the, probably the last 30 years. I know Jimbo struggled last year, but that's kind of an outlier year. He kind of quit during the, the season and all that sort of stuff, the quarterback dilemma. But if you take last year out, I mean, where Florida State enters right now, they haven't been in this position of weakness in a long time. So we're, put, we're putting Clemson all the way at the top. To go, not because they're the best team, but they're the best team with the easiest path in a league that's almost always getting a team into the playoffs. So someone said, okay, if Clemson's got this much of a chance, and even Notre Dame had a 42% chance to make the college football playoff, Alabama's there, et cetera, whatever, two lost teams, et cetera. What about Ohio State? And they basically said every little factor is taken into account when looking at any sort of indicator. So for a team that loses a head coach uh, like Urban Meyer, or, for example, last year, a team like Bob Stoops, you lose Bob Stoops out of nowhere, you would think, well, that would massively hurt Oklahoma. But, in fact, their odds just went from third to fourth. They replaced him with a guy that was 34 that had never coached, and obviously Oklahoma ended up in the college football playoffs. So what's interesting is a lot of times you would think factors that could be gigantic, like you lose Bob Stoops, 18 years on the sideline, 10 Big 12 titles, a national championship, and he's replaced by a guy that he handpicked that really had never done anything at a head coaching perspective. And there was such little drop-off from a legend like Stoops to Lincoln Riley. And so someone asked, hey, what about the drop-off from Meyer to Ryan Day? I personally think that's a big drop-off. I do. But our indicators say that for a situation like that, the players are still the players, the talent is still the talent, and therefore Ohio State would be pegged down, but just very little. My personal belief is it would, it would creep up in a tight game in the fourth quarter with Mark D'Antonio or Jim Harbaugh or James Franklin or somebody like that or even Kirk Ferentz on the other sideline. Um, but our indicators seem to believe even little things like massive coaching changes sometimes have very little effect. Speaking of those predictive measures, we're still waiting for the first time a team gets in from outside of the Power 5 structure. Any insight? I'm, I'm going to guess what? Probably Central Florida has the best shot and it's like .02% or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I just can't see a scenario. I really can't. I can't see a scenario right now in which a team from the group of five, 
Um, although I know they don't like being called a group of five, but well, for our purposes of this discussion, is going to be able to get into the playoff. Now, I do think, again, this is all, you know, hindsight, but if Houston had had the kind of year that people had predicted in 2016, because obviously they were coming off that incredible way of having knocked off Florida State in their January 1 Peach Bowl game, they were able to start the regular season in the poll, and obviously the poll is not the indicator for who makes the playoff, the committee is, but they started with some unbelievable momentum, knocked off Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma in the first game, eventually knocked off Lamar Jackson and Louisville, stumbled in between. But I think, I think that if Houston had been able to live up to the hype in 2016, let's say run the table, I mean, right for the group of five, that's pretty much your only opportunity. Had they been able to run the table with a win over Florida State in their back pocket, with Oklahoma and Lamar Jackson, Baker and Lamar Jackson in their back pocket with an undefeated season, off a win over Florida State the previous season before, then I think maybe you get a little bit of momentum. But look, Mackenzie Milton finished eighth in the Heisman Trophy voting last year. It's a very quiet eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have a new coach and a new offensive coordinator. Not a ton of people are high on Derek Dickey, and uh, a lot of people are not. Uh, Derek Dooley, excuse me. Uh, and not a lot of people are very high on Josh Heupel, who's their head coach. So I think Central Florida has a very good chance. Um, but I still think a team like Boise looks to be primed, uh, ripping, looking for a bounce-back season. But even a team like UCF, Trent, that's got everything going for it, great recruiting base, good fan base, the league, obviously they wish they could upgrade, a definite stud at quarterback. But they're starting over under a head coach and an offensive coordinator. And remember, this is a team known for their offense. They're now starting over under with a head coach and offensive coordinator that a lot of people in the college football world are 50-50 on. So even a team that's got all the momentum of Central Florida, generally speaking, as you know, as Houston's a good example, too, when you're on fire like this, Boise's an outlier. When you're on fire like this in the group of five, you oftentimes lose the most important thing you have going for you. Your coach. You lose Scott Frost. You lose Tom Herman. Mm -hmm. Now, Chris Peterson was a little bit different, but eventually – He took the Washington job, although he was there for a really long time. And until Texas Christian got themselves into the Big 12, I think you could put Gary Patterson in that group uh, as well. But obviously that's a little bit of a different situation because they're now uh, in probably the best they could be in geographically. Mm. Zubin Mahente from ESPN is our guest. Zubin, the, uh, the polls are out. The coaches poll was out. The AP poll joined it this week. It seems like inevitably there's one team that comes from outside the top 10 to be a factor in this thing. This year, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Washington, Oklahoma. Those seven schools looked as though they are, you know, they're going to give this committee some nightmares, but yet it won't turn out that way because there will be losses along the way. Have you got a team outside of the top 10? I probably should have let you know to get this poll in front of you before I ask this question. But is is there a team lingering outside the big uh, the top ten right now that may be able to become a player in this thing uh, as we head October to November? Do you have the poll right in front of you? you want to reel I do. Off the 10 if you got it right in front of you, I do. So from Penn, uh, Penn State, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Stanford, Michigan, USC, TCU, West Virginia. Mississippi State, uh, that takes us 10 through 18. Is there is there one in there? Hmm. You know, I'm kind of high on Stanford. Has Stanford been mentioned? Yeah, they're 13. Uh, they, 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 would, they would qualify for that team outside the top 10, yeah. I would qualify them because I think they do have an unbelievable coach. They uh-huh. do have the presumptive Heisman Trophy favorite. Uh, and this is, this is, you guys, I know you guys talk about media day all the time. This is a good one. 
Uh, we had Bryce Love on Sports Center uh, a few weeks ago, and you guys—I know you guys spent several segments talking about who might go for Iowa or Iowa State. Uh-huh. You know that yep. determination and how that works. Bryce Love skipped Pac-12 Media Day because he had class. I know he got criticized <laughs> for it, Zubin. He got criticized, <laughs> yes, he honestly, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, um, he's all yeah. Which also he also said it shows you what a different Stanford is. Now imagine a guy of Bryce. Love caliber, right? Bryce Love has said when he walks around Stanford's campus um, that 50% of people have no idea who he is. <laughs> I mean, mm. think about that. If there was a guy of that skill level that played in the SEC or played at Iowa State or Iowa, you think half of Ames would have no idea who he is? I'm talking the student body. <laughs> right. Or in Iowa City, when a guy like that walks around, heads would turn all over the place. Um, I think they have a little bit of a conundrum at quarterback, but I like their ability to bounce back, and here's part of the reason I think Stanford could have a breakout year. Check out this stat from Felica, uh, the Bear, from College Game Day, which I think is really interesting. There is a two-thirds chance. Listen to this. Now, again, these are just numbers. There is a two-thirds chance that the Big Ten and Pac-12 champions, all three, will be two-loss teams. Mm. That's what his metrics say. Now, of course, a two-loss team is – Never made the playoff. Now, could that slide Notre Dame in? Could that get a two other SEC teams? I don't know. But think about that from that perspective, that Chris says his metrics break down now, obviously, before we play the game, that the SEC Big 12, excuse me, SEC Big 10 and Pac-12 champions, whoever those three teams are, there's a two-thirds chance all three of those champions will be two lost teams. Zubin, the concern for me, I hear things like that, is what you mentioned. We've never seen a team with two losses get into the playoff, and it's pretty simple anymore. You win 11, 12 games, and you got one at the end of it, you're in. Strength of schedule really doesn't matter. Who you beat no, Because everybody's matter. running different races. Who you schedule doesn't matter. How many conference games you play doesn't matter. If you have a championship, doesn't matter. I mean, just There's so many different different things we're trying to do here. Aren't we just setting this up to make it the SEC Invitational? <laughs> You know, I don't know about that. I would tell you this. What's interesting about that, though, is a lot of people thought there would be pushback because last year the national title game was an all-SEC fair. Yep. Now, obviously, it was an incredibly thrilling game. Um, it wasn't quite like Alabama and LSU from 2011, which I think a lot of people were really down on that particular mm, game. Were. But the ratings of the national title game were up 14% last year. Now, granted, obviously, you want to decide the national championship in overtime after one of those two teams won in double overtime to get there. That's pretty unbelievable. After a pretty lukewarm first half, let's admit, it really wasn't a great first half by any measure, unless you were a Georgia fan. It really wasn't that fun to watch the first half, yet the rating for the game was still up uh, 14%. So I think the human aspect trend of what you're saying in terms of do we want to put two SEC teams in there because the bias is for the SEC, which I don't really see, or is there a reverse factor, which is like, ah, you know, we put two SEC teams in there, and then you get yourself into a situation where you look at it and you say, all right, Pac-12 country's not involved, Big 12 country's not involved. Where I live here in the Northeast, unfortunately, it's really comfortable. It's not even really a thing. Do you really want to put everything down there? But I would tell you that the two biggest uh, demographic groups that watch college football by far, by far, are the SEC and the Big Ten. And I would tell you that there are metrics out there that will tell you, listen to this, the SEC and the Big Ten 
make up about, fan bases. Okay, I'm talking fan bases, not games. That makes up about 50% of ESPN's audience. Think about that. The SEC and Big Ten, those fan bases combined, so right your neck of the woods and the SEC, that's 50% of the people that watch college football on ESPN networks. To me, that's an astounding number. I, I think at the end of the day, I know a lot of people believe this is an SEC invitational type situation, but I really don't because the very first college football playoff national champion was the fourth seed out of the Big Ten at a time where the Big Ten is constantly talking about getting shafted. I think one of the best things for the playoff, even though, yes, I totally get Alabama is the only team that's made all four playoffs, but you could absolutely positively justify every single one of those appearances, including being the last seed in last year and winning the whole thing. When you look at Alabama's resume each of the last four years that they've gotten in, I think you can make a reasonable argument they deserve to be in every single time. And that the first college football playoff title was won by the last seed out of the Big Ten, I think helped validate this thing at the start. I think it's very, very important to make sure things like that happen so when people want to bring series to the table or say this or say that, you can literally point to it and say, well, you know, right out of the gate, the team that had the longest odds out of the Big Ten, who's been chirping the whole time, they had a chance to win it, and they won it. And so I think when you look at it and you look at the point of comparison, um, look, if you're a Big Ten team like Wisconsin, okay, how about this? In, in the college football playoff era, guys, okay, in the college football playoff era, there are only three teams that have won more games than Wisconsin. Those teams are Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. Those are the only three teams that have won the college football playoffs. Think about that. Mm. So Wisconsin's right there, but the three teams they're looking up at have all hoisted the crystal. So to me, there is something logical going on with the college football playoff. If you talk about a team like the Wisconsin that's 13-0, loses one game at the end, doesn't get in, yet when you look at their collective body of work, it's excellent. And frankly, the only teams in front of them the only three teams in America in front of them win total-wise are the three teams that have won the college football playoff. I do think there's something to be said for those numbers. Uh, Zubin, one last thing for you. We've got uh, 90 seconds or so left. Uh, we've got two uh, weeks of preseason left in the NFL. Uh, the helmet rule continues to be an issue the way it's being adjudicated. Uh, I don't think it was uh, that the coaches thought it was going to be like this when they gave the uh, thumbs up, let's try this. I don't know what can be done. I know that there's apparently going to be a meeting tomorrow, a teleconference tomorrow, when there's going to be a lot of football, air quote, people uh, try and come up with a fix and do so instantly in time for uh, the start of week number one. Can it be fixed, Zubin? Is it doing what it's intended to do? I think the preseason and the regular season, of course, are two different animals. So from that standpoint, I think you over-officiate in the preseason, stick your finger in the air, see which way the wind is blowing, and figure out how to adjudicate in the regular season. The one thing I would say about this rule that is completely perplexing is that the NFL just doesn't do things in a rash way. Uh, the anthem issue, which is something they have to solve, they still don't know how to solve it. This has been going on for a couple of years. The domestic violence policy, something that the league has been grappling with since Ray Rice. It's a little stronger, but people still aren't exactly sure how it all works depending on who's accused. Like, what's going on with LaShawn McCoy? How come nothing has been done with that? They don't have to wait for the criminal system. They have the personal conduct policy. So when the league takes serious issues into account, like the national anthem, like domestic violence, like head injuries, they have a long view. They look at them and say, all right, let's get committees together. Let's figure this out. Let's do it. Whereas this particular rule you're referencing, Ken, 
this is fundamental to the aspect of the game because you're putting the defense on its heels the entire time. And they just flew this one through. There was real no debate. There was real no discussion. What they're doing, as you mentioned, tomorrow is something that they should have been doing at the beginning. So what I find weird about this rule is not only are so many people against it, but when you make major rule changes like this, the catch rule, the tuck rule, all these sorts of things, timeouts, replay, there's so much discussion over time. There's so much discussion that goes into these changes before they're implemented. And this one was the total opposite. It's a huge game changer for defenses. And unlike every other issue that gets so much discussion and debate, this one didn't. And they're paying the price for not having that due diligence. Zubin Mahanthi, ESPN. Uh, Zubin, we will talk to you next week, game week. Thank you, my friend. Good to catch up with you. Thanks, Zub. Anytime, guys. Bye. Good to talk to you. Zubin Mahanthi, ESPN. It's a major problem, Trent Condon. It is, and at least they're working to fix it. Oh, Instead of putting so. their head in the sand and now this is we'll our worry new about role. it in the offseason. Right, right. I, I agree with Zubin. They're probably over officiating in the preseason. Yeah. And, uh, but just, it's, it's it's awful right now. We'll come back, finish up the hour. Uh, it's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I until 2 on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins. For big games. For titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors? uh, These colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Irvingdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Irvingdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Irvingdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. Touchdown, Absolute Auto Repair. Don't waste away the last days of summer in a car you hate. Join my flip-flop revolution today. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. I'm on a mission to help everyone kick back in a car they love. I'll help you flip out of your current car and flop into a nicer, newer one by paying up to $4,679 more than appraised value for your trade. Relax in a ride you'll love. My one and only for the people credit approval process is easy breezy. My team is the best there is, and we know how to get you approved, even if you've been turned down before. Don't waste away the last days of summer be part of my flip-flop revolution i'll pay up to four thousand six hundred seventy nine dollars more for your trade and you can flip out of your old car and flop into a nicer newer car today but hurry the revolution ends august 31st or after we flip flopped 82 cars i'm joe clemens and i'm a dealer for the people come see us at capital city motor company in des moines on east university one block off i-235 on the state fair side call 265-1467 or online at approved by joe.com approved by joe.com www.approved by joe.com Price effects, trade allowance, negative equity may be refinanced. All terms subject to approval. 
Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. The Arizona-Iowa Baseball Company has become a one-stop shop for all of your field product needs. Arizona-Iowa Mounds can provide you with anything to make your field look great and play great from portable pitching mounds to field products and equipment. With multiple items stocked for the season, Arizona-Iowa Mounds offer same-day delivery on stocked items and free field consultant to Iowa Little Leagues, high schools, and colleges. And individual lessons are available for baseball and softball players at their location. 3976 Northwest Urbandale Drive, the arizona Iowa Baseball Company. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show. Final couple of minutes of the uh, first hour of the program. Trent and I have another one to get to. Chad Leistico posting this on Twitter, Trent. We talked yesterday about Wisconsin's maybe their best receiver, Quintez Cephas, who's been suspended now uh, by the University of Wisconsin. Paul Chris was supposed to meet the media after practice this morning. Mm -hmm. Postponed that because another one of the receivers, starting receivers, a guy by the name of Danny Davis, Looks like he's in hot water as well. So Wisconsin's two starting receivers, like the Big Ten needs more issues, right? Right, yes. And these are sex assault. This isn't mopeds. Um, the, if, if they're without their two starting receivers, it's a really good offensive line. they got a decent quarterback, maybe the best running back uh, in the country. Well, I like the kid names a little bit. The kid Stanford's pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but – Trent, all of a sudden, you know, as as, um, it was pointed out yesterday in the Big Ten uh, telecast, maybe tap the brakes a little bit in Wisconsin. Maybe this isn't such a foregone conclusion as we thought. They went 12-0 last year with the same schedule Iowa had two years previous, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The crossovers were a season ago. They did have Michigan. They had Michigan at home. Mm -hmm. 
But other and Maryland, than, right? Yeah, it's it's not daunting. No, by any means. No, no, no. They were good. It was a mm-hmm. good football team. Mm-hmm. But were they great? Nice win in the bowl game over a Miami team that got beat late November and had their bubble burst and their season yes. fall apart in front of them. What did they have left in the tank? Yeah. Not a whole. Right. Horny Brook played well. He did. Maybe his best game of the year. You go to the U, are you excited about playing Wisconsin, though? Mm-hmm. Where you were only a month or so ago in your season with the visions of much bigger things in front of them? I mean, it's still the Orange Bowl, so you'd think Miami would get up for it. Right but it's now. home. Yeah, it's home. You're right. It's not a trip. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're overrating the Badgers. May- maybe. Maybe. I hope we are, Trent. I want this to be a race. Yes, yes. I mean, I, of course, you'd like Iowa to be in it, but if it's Northwestern or if it's Nebraska, or I just want it to be a race and not a foregone conclusion. And you know what we're going to see? Wisconsin will dink around in one of those first three games. Yeah, They'll play poorly for a half. Maybe they'll be down 17-14. As we've seen before. They'll reel off 35 in the second <laughs> half. And, yeah. and then they'll be 3-0, and making their way to Kinnick Stadium. At night. They'll be ranked in the top five. At night. What happens? Well, they are ranked in the top five. What have we seen? Top five teams at come night at to die yeah. in Kinnick Stadium. They made that point a couple of times in the Big yes. Ten Network broadcast yesterday as well. We've got 30 seconds left. You pointed this out. Um, it looks as though I was going to go to Michigan State in basketball. That will be their first of the, the of the December games that we don't know yet. Yep. That's trickled out. Is that true? Yeah, John Rothstein of CBS, he had that yesterday. They'll be making their way to Michigan State. They'll also have another game at home during that we week. We don't know who that's going to be? Don't know until this afternoon. It'll be released mm. by uh, BTN's has a special this afternoon. So, hey, there you go. There's your viewing for this afternoon. I've got some homework. Yes, and uh, we'll find out the Hawkeyes conference schedule complete with now their beautiful non-con we <laughs> tongue firmly in cheek <laughs> we'll come back with the one o'clock hour uh, it's the ken miller show trent and i until two on 1700 kbgg you found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans 1700 kbgg you ever wonder what you look like with a full natural head of hair we'll find out Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at the Rookie Sports Cards. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. 
Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's. Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. But not with ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology actively invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. Try ZipRecruiter now for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash try. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash try. Howdy, folks. Colonel Sanders here, and boy, do I have a deal for you. The deal with this deal is that you get both a breast and a whole wing when you choose my new 100% white meat KFC $5 fill-up deal. You also get dealt mashed potatoes and gravy, a biscuit, a cookie, and a drink with this here deal. I can't keep dealing this deal forever, though, so you have to go to KFC soon to get the two-piece all-white meat $5 fill-up, because it's only available for a limited time. Deal? Deal. KFC, it's finger-licking good. Tax extra. Prices may vary. Size may vary by location. Extra charge for breast piece and size substitution may apply. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right. 